Welcome to the School of Brujas podcast, a podcast for learning, self-development, self-care, spirituality, and wellness. I'm Danny. And this is Maria. And for today, happy Earth Day. Today is the 22nd of April, and we are recording this podcast and to honor the Earth. So we're going to be talking about all the wonderful gifts that Mother Earth, Pachamama, is bringing for us because she's a mother so like a mom likes to take care of her children and gives us abundance and gives us gifts every day all the time and we want to take some time to honor those gifts and talk about what is it that we love the mother earth gifts us into uh, our day lives and we were going to be sharing uh, also some practices that we can do to honor back and give back to the mother and say like, you know, mom, you give us so much. Thank you for all that you give us. But this is what we can do to take care of you and keep you whole and beautiful and bountiful as you are. So the first item on my list is essential oils. I'm going to open up this topic because for the last couple of days, I was sharing with Daniela prior to recording that I had a few uh, couple of days that were a little bit dark. And they were dark because mm -hmm. I was spending too much time in social media reading uh, to what people were posting and just being too immersed and taking some of those harsh comments too personal. And I was letting those comments affect me. And it's a process that we all can relate to because we are on in different levels in the same process together, even though we're separated, even though we're isolated. And especially now that we are probably into a whole month of being in your house, we're starting to experience some of that cabin fever. And I was starting to feel it and I was getting very angry and very frustrated. And that really brought me into my toolbox to search and to find the things that I can do to take care of myself. Not that I don't do things to take care of myself already, but it just felt that I needed more. Like, mother, I need help. Pachamama, what is it that I can do to ground? And I needed to ground even more because I had all of those emotions that were all over my space that felt like I was going to explode. And... In the process, I realized that I stopped doing something that I really enjoyed, that was really good for my nervous system and to keep me calm and zen and center, and that is the practice of body oiling. In the practice of body oiling, you use the oils that are infused with herbs and flowers, and you use that oil to wrap your body and really take some time to absorb the uh, benefits of the herbs, the benefits of the oils, and the benefits of massage, because you're taking the time to touch your bodies, your arms, and really allowing your bodies to soak up all of that richness that the oils have to offer, that the plant has to offer, that the earth has to offer. So I decided to um, not do the oiling uh, how I used to prepare my own infusion with the uh, plant plants themselves and the flowers themselves because I didn't have them available to me. What I did have available was essential oils. And I said, well, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it easy so that I can commit to it for the next couple of weeks of um, quarantine, social distancing, or just to however you want to call it. So I generated, uh, I set up everything on the counter and I put um, basically geranium, lavender, and palo santo And I pick these oils and because it's personal choice, it's personal preference, and it's what I was called to. And that is my relationship to the oils and all um, the things that I do in my life. It's like, okay, do I like you? Do I feel like I have a connection with you? And if that is the case, I want you closer. So geranium for me, it's really working with the heart space. And I felt a lot of heaviness in my heart all the emotions and all the sadness and almost grief. Grief because I feel like I'm so uh, powerless and unable to be and do the things I would like to do, be around the people that I want to be around. So what I wanted to, um, when I did use the geranium was exactly to use that space of healing the heart 
lavender I picked because it's calming. And for the last couple of days, I was just like very stressed and anxious. So lavender just like reminded me of staying center and staying present for myself. And my last ingredient on my blend was Palo Santo because it's it's clearing my field of all the craziness that's going on in the world and, you know, reminding me to filter the comments from people out there, to filter so I can take messages just for my highest good, even if it is harsh comments that sometimes come from family members that may think that you're a little bit out there because you do things differently and you're connected with the earth and your practices are different. And Mother Earth and its beautiful uh, gifts to us you know, this is one of my favorites, definitely body oiling. And after I took my shower, and that's how I do it. I shower first and then do the oils, wait a minute or two to uh, allow the oils to soak into my body. And then I get dressed. I felt a lot calmer. And I like that. And I said like, oh my God, why in the world I stopped doing this? And it's like anything, you know, we stop doing certain things, but Right now, we don't really have the time to reconnect with those things. And I'm happy I did that with body oiling. Daniela, do you have anything? Um, yeah, I I, uh, I miss doing that. Motina is actually the one who introduced me to uh, body oiling. It's an Ayurveda teaching that they do pretty much every single day. But I think they do the dry brushing first, then body oil, and then they take a shower. But obviously, you can do it however you want. Um, and I always found that I liked it better after I showered too. So that is, it is very grounding and it is soothing. So that's something that if you haven't tried before, would be really nice to almost give you like a, like a spa kind of massage feeling. And it, it, I'm sure it, it calmed you down a lot, but I can relate to what you're saying about the stress and, the cabin fever, because I think probably all of us are going through that right now. And obviously I am as well. Um, so I, it can be tough, but what I like to do with essential oils is not really that complicated that anybody can't just like do it right off the bat, which is my obsession is lavender oil. It's not everybody likes it though. I know my old boss used to say that it smelled like an old lady, <laughs> which I disagree, but she hated yeah. lavender. What's up with that yeah. boss? <laughs> I don't know. She hated it though. Um, but I love it. If I could take a bath in it, I would. So today, since it's Earth Day, I decided I wanted to do something special and I got out my real rose oil, which if you know anything about rose oil, it costs hundreds, thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. It's very expensive. So last year I had told that to Ryan and he actually got me rose oil. But then when we got it in the mail, it was so funny because it's like literally the size of my nail. Like it's such a tiny little bottle (laughs) and it was like a hundred dollars. And it's literally an inch how big that thing is. It's tiny. I should take a picture and show it to you. So I only use it a little bit. Yeah. I only use it sometimes, but since I wanted to kind of, I, well, I haven't gone anywhere in a long time, so I don't really dress up to even go to the grocery store. So today I was like, let me feel like pretty. So I uh, put coconut oil in my hair and (laughs) let it down because it's usually in a braid. And I did my makeup and then I put essential oils all over my face, lavender and and rose. And I just wanted to pay tribute to the beauty of the earth today because it's really easy to, you know, just ignore all the beauty that's all over and everywhere around us. And right Mm -hmm. now is, is such a beautiful time to go outside because all the flowers are blooming and my front yard is covered in roses. So I kind of wanted to look like, you know, obviously I can't, compare myself to a rose, but I wanted to have that same kind of energy where I, where I can appreciate what I look like for a day, even though that's not usual. So I did that for myself. And, um, I've also been spending a lot more time outside and planting seeds all over the place. And 
Mm-hmm. One of the things that was completely new and different was I Googled if this was possible, even though obviously I'm sure somebody who knows a lot about gardening would think I'm really silly right now, but I plucked, um, you know, the little white furry cotton ball looking flowers that are of the dandelion. They look, you know, like you blow them yes. in the air and all the seeds scatter. Yeah. Make a wish. So, yeah. So instead of blowing them into the wind, I picked them up and then I planted them into like little garden pods that uh, I have mm-hmm. in my house. And I saved a bunch of the seeds into a little plastic bag. So that way I have dandelions that aren't going to be sprayed with pesticide or anything like that. So I'm going to do this experiment to see if I can grow dandelion from the wild seeds that I found in a field yesterday. So that is something that if everyone, yeah, if everybody could just get out into nature and just kind of connect with the earth, it does bring you a lot of peace and it is rewarding as well because you're doing something kind of it almost like when you are a child and you feel like that excitement, but this is for something that is so, how do you explain it? It's, it's about nature. It's about like, you know, I consider this earth, my mother, obviously I wouldn't be here. I, if it wasn't for this earth, like I came from this earth. So I know not in the sense spiritually, but physically I'm from this earth. So I, think um, just getting your feet out into the ground or putting your hands in dirt, that can be so beneficial right now, especially if you're like feeling super Mm -hmm. freaked out about everything that's going on. There's like nothing more grounding than to just play with some dirt or like smell the the grass after rain. That's like one of the best smells Mm -hmm. on the planet. So yeah, that's been like basically my practice every day is going outside barefoot watering my plants because now my seeds are sprouting up and they're getting big and it's really exciting. And I hope, yeah. uh, hope more people will like try to plant their own things. Even if you live like in a city, in an apartment building, you can always grow something as long as you have a window and there's some sunlight, you can grow stuff. So that is what I've been experimenting with lately. That is awesome. I um I like uh, planting flowers. I, the flowers are my thing. I just love the uh, different colors, different shapes. I like to see mm-hmm. the bees and the uh, butterflies and all these little things flying around. Uh, we had a visitor the other day. We had um, a little um, a little bird that was just like very close to the window and it was like so tiny and happy and just like hearing the birds and hearing. Hearing nature, hearing the wind, hearing all of that is just like so soothing. But a lot of people don't have that um, gift of nature in their lives. And yes, you know, you can definitely go to your grocery store, which is basically the one place that everybody's going to shop anymore, and find (laughs) rosemary. Rosemary is like my favorite herb in the whole planet. And it's already grown and it's $3.50, I think. And you can get that and you can just like squeeze a little bit of the leaves and just get that smell. And it's so clearing for the mind. It's so good for like if you're studying because you're at home or if you're like a lot of time in the computer, doing computer work from one conference call after the other. It's a beautiful smell if you like it, of course. And I I, I can't have enough of it and I already have them. I have a few of them in my garden right now. But definitely rosemary is one of my favorites. You can still find lavenders too, so that you can invest that way and have your mini garden in your window. And most grocery stores have them. I'm happy and blessed that we do so that you can find them. I think they were like three for $10 or four for $10 or really depending on the size Mm -hmm. of them. And you can definitely explore with that. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. But the yes. other day, that was also in the grocery store, uh, in the grocery store shopping. I went around into the tea section and I found this wonderful dandelion tea with probiotics. So I said, "That's I need that because dandelion, if anybody ever had it, is bitter, definitely bitter. Mm-hmm. And anything that tastes bitter is good for your liver. And if you need Very any, uh, if you're like me." 
if you are like me and sometimes when you're reading something and people just trigger you and get you pissed off, all that fire energy, you definitely want to mm-hmm. spend some time trying to be bring some cooling into the into your liver, liver. And dandelion is a wonderful herb to have. So whether you go Daniela's route and you start to see it, uh, or if you have them around, like we do, we have them around here. They grow like weeds, so they're accessible. Uh, or just easy mm-hmm. enough, go to the grocery store and find your dandelion tea and they have probiotics so that you're really working on your immune system, you know, anything that's helping your liver and digestion because you have those probiotics to like boost your immune system. It's a really good to So check that out. Um, my next one yeah, and don't is going kill to be them. crystals. Don't kill and them. Crystals don't kill come them. Don't kill them. Yeah. I know I had a conversation with John here and he just picks them out and he keeps saying they're weeds, they're weeds. But now I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all the weeds together in one pot and make it my dandelion garden. So that's my next project. So Yay, I'll let you know awesome. how that goes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, crystals are my next um, favorite in the list. And I have to say that because I'm going through all the experience of all these range of emotions, right? From sadness, from anger, from grief, from loneliness, from separation. And I need something to ground me. And it's not like I am not doing anything to take care of myself. I go outside, I play with the dogs, I do yoga, I meditate, but I still feel like I need extras. Because, you know, you, I feel trapped and the cabin fever is definitely my space because I feel like I don't have the same freedoms as before that I would go to a yoga class or I will go to take um, the dogs for a walk. There is very limited the stuff that you can do right now. And definitely just like explore more and just being out there or go to a store or go to meet up with your friends and, you know, just being out and being social. It's something that's being removed. It's not an option right now. So you feel like it's missing from your life. And there are stones that were uh, around me for the past month and a half, almost it's black tourmaline because that it's helping me remove all those dark feelings, heavy emotions that are in my space. So I typically uh, carry one on, you know, my necklace. I have a pendant and selenite. From time to time, I do the meditations with selenite, just bringing more light into my space, really more light, more patience, more tolerance, more compassion, more um, clear mind, you know, more connection with my spirit guide. So that's what selenite did. It's like a really wonderful best friends and you don't have to worry about recharging it or clearing it because it's pure light it's selenite is one of those magical stones that everybody should have um and my next one it's pink quartz because of all the emotions and uh, that i'm experiencing in my heart center pink quartz is something that i'm definitely keeping near uh, my bed sometimes sometimes i fall asleep holding a pink quartz stone because i feel like i need more uh, self-care, self-love and compassion for myself because I think I just have too much, um, too many expectations and I feel like I'm very frustrated because I can't work, I can't touch people, I can't do anything. So it's just really affecting me. And Pink Quartz is just a reminder to take care of myself now. It's just really taking the time for me and not worry about the future and stay present. That's the message that stones really bring back to me is to stay in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And they do, they bring you back. I think Um, I'm really lucky that even though I don't have any of my crystals with me, because they're in in storage since I moved from California to North Carolina, um, I do have uh, a couple of bracelets with me. And my one bracelet is Shungite mixed with moonstone. And the Shungite is, uh, I don't know what I would do without it, to be honest, because I can sometimes become like just somebody who does not get off their phone, just constantly reading, reading, reading on, on my phone and seeing what's going on with everything in the world. And, uh, you know, after a few minutes, sometimes I've it's been an hour, maybe a two hours and I'm on my phone. I can feel it after. I don't know. I don't know how long it takes, but I can feel my hands and they feel like they're in pain. And 
it's not good because I know that that cell phone is not healthy to be holding for so long. It is emitting radiation. It has a mm-hmm. magnetic uh, frequency so that it's emitting. So I take my bracelet and then I start to hold it and I can feel that it starts to make my hand feel better. But it's also reminding me to just, you know, not pay attention to my phone so much because obviously there's a consequence to everything we do. And my body just responds really Mm -hmm. quickly to the consequence, which is a big imbalance. I shouldn't be living on my phone right now. I should be grounded. And so that um, that bracelet helps to ground mm-hmm. me back into the present moment, even though I don't know that it's uh, obviously you can't prove that it does anything for EMFs, but because I have associated it with the fact that it does help against EMFs, it I think somehow my brain interprets that as it does. So I find it very, very beneficial. And I'm very, very grateful that Shungite exists because it's the one stone I've noticed that has made a bigger, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's made a bigger impact than any other crystal that I've ever had before, which is crazy because I've had so yeah, many. Yeah, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Shungite, uh, I like uh, that it's black. And I like that it's it's a color of protection. And in the Inca tradition, actually, black is the color of purity. Is a color of oh. purity because it never changes. So I said, okay, well, we typically think of white purity, right? If you're pure, you got to be white. Mm-hmm. But for the Incas, the color was black. And it had to be because it didn't change. So it's like reminding me when I hear you talk about Shungite is that you have to be authentic, your true self, no matter what, especially now. So it's a good reminder, even though sometimes we may say or do things that are different. And it's hard for us empaths to receive criticism from our families or our friends. And we take it personal. That is a stone that definitely it's a reminder to be your true authentic self. So kudos to you for bringing up Shungite. Yay. It's a wonderful stone. Yeah. yeah. My next well, uh my next topic it's something that we can probably go back and forward because it's something we did together. It's an our experience mm-hmm. with plant medicine. And uh we had a group, we had a friend where we were able to experience some of these sacred gifts that Mother Earth gave us, and one of them is ayahuasca. And I have to say that we were really lucky to find a circle of friends that honor the medicine as it is. It's medicine. For the circles that we were invited, we went through interviews. We were given dietary protocols to follow. And we were really, from the beginning, the whole experience of our ayahuasca ceremony was from the most professional to the most honorable experience because it wasn't yeah. something like oh you want to try ayahuasca it's a cool thing to do man it's definitely <laughs> yeah. nothing like that no, it was presented to us as the most sacred of things that we could do in our lifetime and i honor that i was really blessed to have somebody in my life uh that was able to bring all of these gifts here and i'm from peru so ayahuasca is something that we know about that we do it However, it was always the fear of finding the right shaman from the day one. I remember even in Peru when I wanted to try it, I said, like, well, you have to write, find the right person to do it because otherwise, you know, it's, it can be a bad trip. and You really don't want to mm-hmm. do that. And there's a lot of fear into the space when it came to that. So when I was introduced to this friend who passed away, uh, she was very, very respectful. And I loved her approach to the medicine and how she presented it and how, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, you want to do it? Okay, it's $500. Here, pay me and it's done. It was nothing like that. It was like, okay, let's have a phone call. It's going to be an interview. Find out, you know, more about your medical history. Tell you about the medicine, what it does, what to expect. And it was really a wonderful experience. It was a beautiful circle around the fire that we all sat 
overnight, and it was really a really profound experience for me because it was we were able to receive this gift from the earth. And uh, one more thing about ayahuasca, I just wanted to share this beautiful story that I heard from my from my circle, my friend of my friends in this circle of plant medicine. And it's basically that we had an Inca back in the jungles that was taking care of a lot of people, you know, healing everybody, healing all the time. And, you know, one day he decided to leave. He said like, okay, I'm tired. Now I have to go back. And the people got really upset because all of a sudden he just picked up and left. And this particular healer came back in dreams. He came back in dreams with people and show the people what plants they needed to create ayahuasca, to make this ayahuasca, to make this beautiful potion to heal themselves. In dreams, people will recall that the healer would share with them that, yes, it was time for me to leave, but I've never left you. I'm giving you my gift. This is the plants that you can use to create ayahuasca, and it's a way to reconnect and a way to remember who you are and heal yourself. And that was it. So it was like such a beautiful story to say how ayahuasca came about. But it really, really remind me of, you know, all of the gifts, the gifts that nature has to give to us. So talking about uh, Earth Day, it's really bringing up ayahuasca to me. It's like the number one medicine. And I was happy and very blessed to have met people that honor ayahuasca for what it is and treat it as medicine and not something recreational or something cool to do because everybody else is doing it. So thank you. And thank you, Daniela, for sharing that uh, adventure with me. Yeah, thank you. I wouldn't have been able to do any of that if it wasn't for you because you already knew the people who ran the ayahuasca ceremony. And I'm so grateful that I was able to attend and be a part of that whole ritual because for me, the one word that sticks out in my head about the whole experience was that it was extremely humbling and you know what I mean by that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You, Yeah, for me, it started off pretty rough from the get-go because I decided to do combo before ayahuasca. And the combo is basically the, the, the poison on a tree frog that gets burned into your skin. And uh, they do as many dots, you know, as you can handle. And they start off with three. And I remember when you got your combo treatment, you sat there and your face flushed a bit red, but you just kind of, it seemed mm-hmm. like it, it, to me, when I was looking at you, it seemed like it came into your body um, and you kind of just absorbed it and you kind of just sat with it and you smiled at the end and you were kind of smiling the whole time and you were just like feeling the medicine. And I was like, wow. And then our next friend went and she did the same exact thing as you three little burn marks with the combo. And she started to react, you know, with nausea and hers wasn't exactly like yours, but it wasn't either, you know, it wasn't very traumatic either. It was just kind of a bit of, you know, upset stomach and maybe five minutes, 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. What, would, what would you say? Like yeah. Much it's short about 10 yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. I think yours was even shorter. Yours was like less than 10 minutes. And I was just like amazed. And of course I'd go last, which thank God I went last because if I hadn't, I don't know that you or, <laughs> or a friend would have done that, which probably would have made you think twice because yeah. <laughs> my face got so swollen. I actually looked like a frog and I guess that's supposed to happen to some people, but the medicine for me went straight to my stomach, which I can't believe to this day that it went straight to my stomach because usually I think they say it goes down to your lower body or to your head. And to me, it shot straight into my stomach, which has been uh, a huge issue for me my whole entire life. So I have battled with digestion issues 
since I was born, like not even exaggerating. I was hospitalized at six months old because I hadn't uh, used the bathroom as a baby and got a fever. So my whole life was filled with, with problems with my stomach. And, um, before we did combo, I was, um, I had some really, really bad issues and I lost a bunch of weight during our time in classes because we met at massage school. But anyway, let me not digress. The point of the story was that I was on my, you know, hands and knees in excruciating pain, having the worst nausea and vomiting and couldn't breathe. And in my mind, I knew that if I couldn't calm myself enough to just maintain a breathing structure, like if I mm -hmm. hadn't practiced pranayama before that happened to me, I might've been one of those people who freaks out and dies because my throat was swollen and it was closing in on me and it was really hard to breathe. My whole face was swollen. And so that was like one of the scariest experiences, but it was also meant to happen. And I, I can't explain how much that changed my life because there's really no words to, to describe it. Cause even talking about it now, it, it kind of brings up things that I hadn't thought about before. And it was so beneficial mm -hmm. to my digestion. I could feel that it, you know, having that experience did help me as a real medicine, but to go through that really humbled me because I had to be so vulnerable and had to be in such a really dark space while everybody in the room was with me. And I had to rely on everybody else to help me get through it. So that was really a beautiful gift that I would have never experienced had I not met you. And that whole weekend of doing the ayahuasca probably is what mm -hmm. changed the path of my life. Because after that, I met Ryan <laughs> not too long after that. Yeah. And he did ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. He had done ayahuasca around the same time as me. And we hadn't met each other oh, yet. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he always says that he thinks that the ayahuasca brought us together. Obviously, we can't prove that, but it did change. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it changes you on a really deep level. But if you're going to treat it as something that you just do because it's trendy or because you heard about it on Vice News or whatever the hell people listen to, um, mm -hmm. I don't think that it would have the same effect. And no. yeah, I, no. yeah I'm, very, I'm very grateful that we got to experience it the way that we did. Yes, it was a beautiful experience. And I remember, uh, you know, a circle of us around you, giving you Reiki and helping you uh, come back mm -hmm. from your experience with uh, Campbell. And I remember you sharing and raving about how how good it was for you, how well your body received and this medicine and the medicine's wisdom to know exactly where your body needed it most you were having mm -hmm. all those issues with your stomach and it went right there. You didn't like hesitate or anything. It went boom. And it was just a really uh, beautiful experience to witness, you know, for everybody around you. It's like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on because you had like definitely the scariest uh, experience from all of us. For me, it was different. I just felt like my heart was expanding just felt, you know, you feel all that uh, warmth coming into your face and you start to get the blood, uh, your blood pressure really go up. You hear your ears ring. And then it's just, I just felt like my heart was expanding like so big. And it was like such a beautiful experience. Just like I could stay there for days, but the experience doesn't last more than 10 minutes. For me, it was even shorter, but it was like, oh my God, I feel like I love the world. <laughs> I love everybody right now. <laughs> and uh, that's where I needed it. I needed my heart to expand because, you know, of past experiences and disappointments and grief that I was carrying there. For me, it went where I needed it. I needed it in my heart. So it's it's just the wisdom of this medicine that we do have it. And it's such a beautiful gift that Mother Earth gives us. And I really do honor all the people out there that are hosting these ceremonies and treating 
the plant medicine as such as medicine, you know, taking their time to interview people, taking their time to explain, taking the time to um, make you feel safe and having the support because throughout the uh, ayahuasca circle, we had helpers, we had people out there helping us through the process and it's really, like you said, such a humbling experience because I was on my knees. I remember that moment like so vividly because I was on my knees and I'm like feeling like, oh my God, I had to come to my knees. I had to humble myself to this point, to feeling how I feel right now, not even liking my own body, to remember who I am. And I am a server of the earth. And that's where you come from. And you come to that realization and the whole process, it's so beautiful. You know, you have the music keeping you throughout the night, keeping you into that safe space. It's a beautiful container. Mm-hmm. The fire was such a beautiful thing to witness as well. All the people gather around the fire and the sky because we had it in an open space where you can like look at the stars, look at the moon. And it was just magical. Such a wonderful experience that... It's not for everybody, definitely not for everybody, because (laughs) it really depends of like, why are you doing things? Are you doing it because it's cool? Or are you doing it because you're here, Daniela, and I say that it's, you know, it's a beautiful experience, or is it because you need medicine, that you know something deep within yourself is asking for help? So really, you know, I really want to like remind people of that and to take a time Take time to process all of that and take an honor. You honor the earth as you approach the gifts that we receive from the earth. And I think that's where we are reminded that this is how we honor the earth. The earth is so bountiful and given. You know, we get the food on our tables. We get all these beautiful plants. We have these crystals. We have water. We have wind. We have all of the seasons to remind us of our cyclical processes in life. And all it, all, it really, all it asks from us in return is to honor it. If you're taking something, respect what you're taking. Honor it. Honor, honor the medicine. Honor your crystals. Honor what you have and treat it as such. You know, and just to take a moment here, just to process all the information from what we were sharing, I pulled a card. And the card for today is wind and activation. Now, um, there is definitely not a, uh, there is no such thing as a coincidence. You know, wind is definitely what is keeping me centered these days. A lot of pranayama and breath practice that is moving all of those feelings that are in my physical space, in my emotional space, in my mental space, and really clearing and moving them out. Because when there is a breeze of air around you, you feel the energy is different versus being locked in a room where there is no air circulation. So that is exactly what the wind is reminding us today, is to move all the stagnation that we have in our physical bodies, in our emotions. And I think that wind really calls for moving out all the fear that we can have trapped into our minds, all the fear for the uncertainty of not knowing not knowing how life is going to be after May 1st, May 8th, May 18th. We all have different dates of like reopening and going back to work and what is that going to look like for a lot of people in that right now lost their jobs, you know? So really work with the breath, work with the wind element, with the air element into your life to release a lot of those energies that are trapped into our, our minds, our hearts, our physical space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a good, uh, I think now is a good point or uh, in time to just take a couple of deep breaths as well, just to kind of get grounded in everything we've been saying and just take a moment to slow down and integrate anything that we might've said that you're thinking about. And I think my favorite thing that you always bring up is asking yourself why you do the things you do. That's probably one of the most important questions that anybody 
alive could be asking themselves because that gets down to the root of who we are for the most part. Why do we do anything that we do? So just taking yes, a few deep breaths. With adding. Mm-hmm. Just taking a few deep breaths and just feeling that in. Allow your bodies to soften, soften your face, the space between your brows, your jaw, your lips. And allow the breath to release whatever is ready to release right now. Coming back slowly into the present moment by moving fingers and toes and softly opening up your eyes if you had it closed before. And just to uh, summarize and to close up today's uh, podcast, we're going to talk about the things we do to honor the earth. And the same way that Mother Earth gives what I'd like to do to give back is to recycle. And more than uh, going crazy with sorting out the recycling, I just keep it simple in a way that anything that is glass, I keep every bottle that ever comes into this house. I just store them away and reuse them. You know, there's times that we have um, extra um food right so it comes handy to like store food to like do any sort of like mm -hmm. pickle onions and it's just a wonderful container i i definitely store all of my food in in glass containers there is no plastic yes. in contact with the food in the refrigerator i also make a really hard conscious decision when i go to the store and limit um anything that it's single used in terms of like there is no such thing as bottled waters in the house we have each one of us have a glass water that we refill and that we use and you know we don't even purchase any anything that comes you know any bottled waters because of that because number one for me anyway the water tastes like plastic it just defeats the purpose of having something so wonderful if you're going to have it in in plastic. plastic. So now, yeah. yeah. So just little things, you know, you don't have to go crazy and become the um, recycling Nazi at home, but definitely just think of all the things that you can reuse. That is big. You know, there is, don't throw away all the things that may have a, a purpose for something else. And sometimes it takes creativity And all those little jars, I use them to make handles sometimes. I use them to store jewelry, my stones. It's just really wonderful containers sometimes. And creativity is really, it has no end. The sky is the limit. So you go for it and find ways where you can reduce, reuse, recycle. And as yeah, we I were talking you about had your... all of this. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I go just ahead, wanted ahead. to mention that you had a... In your laundry room, you had a bunch of glass containers with something in it. I think you make your own laundry detergent. Oh, yeah, I do. I do, and I have them in the uh, tomato sauce jars, and I have them in there. Yeah, and, yeah I mean, John definitely goes crazy around the house telling me, like, another jar, <laughs> we're going to go through another jar. And he's, like, always trying to get rid of them. But when we make like a homemade tomato sauce or, you know, any source of anything and he's looking to put away and he's like, well, I don't know where to put it. I said like, well, I have a jar and I have another jar. And he's like, mm, remember why we do this? And he, he gets upset, but hey, it's something that um, definitely comes handy. And right now, you know, you can make so many different things with those jars, start things, organize. I put all my... Uh, I have like almonds. I have all these seeds in those glass containers. I store them. They store very nicely too. They keep really well, especially for food storage. It's like a wonderful thing to have. 
And even if it is like even dog food, if you have like smaller little treats that you can put for your dogs, you do that with those jars are wonderful as well. And the one thing that you were asking me to talk about was about uh, carbon emissions. And, you know, we were sharing that concept that a lot of people that are concerned or worry about the earth are sometimes people that fly a lot. And I was telling Daniela that I'm not crazy about going to airports and flying because, you know, I just really don't like the experience. And I really think, and I told John after this whole um, quarantine time is over, I said, like, now more than ever, I am not going anywhere until, unless it's absolutely necessary. And I'm saying for me, what is absolutely necessary is to be with my family and to be at home. So my trips to Peru are definitely justified. And I know there are websites that you can find out what is your carbon emission if you fly from Newark Airport to LAX so that you can contribute and plant a tree that may help you offset your carbon emissions. So that is a very interesting concept and is something that I want to bring more awareness so that people can start thinking on the effects of your leisure, your travels, and how is it that is affecting the earth. And the other thing was to really think, why is it that you need to go to Hawaii? Why is it that you need to go to Egypt or whatever else you choose to go to? If it is for the picture, I have news for you, and it's called Photoshop. You can definitely put whatever background <laughs> behind you. And probably even better if you do it at home than actually traveling and doing all of that. So if you do it for the pictures, just invest in a good app where you can do your own pictures and be happy with it. If you do it for the experience because you're looking to connect and you're looking to get something of value for you, not because somebody is going to look at the picture because that is the tendency of doing things because of our external world, right? We want to look good. We want to mm -hmm. show that we can buy that or we can have it or we can recreate the experience for us because we are so special, right? So really coming back to the space of saying, how is it that I can honor the earth when you're doing all of the activities that you do in your day-to-day -day life? So that's all I have for that. Daniela, what do you have? Well, yeah, I mean, touching back on the recycling aspect, a lot of people do use water bottles and that's their main source of drinking water, which is unfortunate because not only is that a huge contributor to pollution on earth because the bottle has to be made using petroleum products, but also because when you're drinking that water, it is filled with microplastics. So you're also ingesting plastic even even if um, they are quote unquote BPA free, it doesn't matter. Um, it does, the water does get contaminated with plastic. So I know that it's really important to not just talk about the problems that we have on earth, which are many, but the solutions, because I think to every problem there is always going to be a solution. So right now, a small thing everybody could do which not isn't necessarily a small step, but it's a step in the right direction would be to get a filter. And filters are also not all cre created equal. And you could spend hours and hours mm. and hours a day looking for information to see what filter would be best. And that all depends on your price range, of course. But um, mm -hmm. I will recommend a specific filter, which can be used in survival <laughs> situations. <laughs> Just because I it think is. I know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought it to your house. Um, but it's called a Berkey I filter. Know. Yeah, you can actually collect pond water or lake water or dirty water and filter it through these filters. Um, and it uses a gravity method that takes it from the top portion and filters it down through the bottom. So that's like something to look into. You could also, you know, filter all of the house in your water if you have the money for it. But it's good to just think about these things because in the event that you're able to make a change, you'll have uh, some ideas already planted in your mind about what uh, options are available. And another solution is actually 
It's actually been created by Mother Earth herself, which is really amazing. But I think I shared this picture with you about a mushroom that eats plastic, mm -hmm. which is absolutely yes. amazing. Yeah, and it's called well there's no way in hell I can actually say what the, what the what the mushroom is called wow. <laughs> <laughs> how do you even say this that's unbelievable I don't know but it is capable of eating oh, plastic mm -hmm. it can it, it contains a chemical that breaks down polyurethane the key ingredient in plastic enters it into organic matter and it could potentially clean up all the landfills all over the world which is amazing because I've always been of that mindset to that it doesn't matter how big a problem there is in the world whatever problem it may be we created the problem so we can create the solutions and in this case the earth created the solution for us so there's always a way I think we all need to have more faith and hope that everything is going to turn out okay and that the earth knows exactly what it's doing and that we aren't doomed, that uh, although everything kind of seems a little bit scary right now, people are obviously feeling way more anxious at this moment in time in history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That everything is going to be okay. And I hope everybody can um, maybe learn something from what we said or shared and take it within their hearts to kind of expand that little piece of hope still left in all of us. So I think that's somewhere we can leave the podcast for today, if that's all right with you. Yes, but I wanted to make the attempt to pronounce this mushroom. It's called <laughs> oh, okay. Pestaliotipsis. Pestaliotipsis microspora. And it's just a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful gift that Mother Earth says, you know, people, I'm, I'm just done with you. You guys are not, not going to stop with the plastic, so I'm going to start eating it. So it's just yeah. Mother Earth and her sense of humor giving us the finger saying, okay, I can't get you guys to stop, so I'm just going to do it myself. And it's just the wisdom of Mother Earth. And, you know, we are grateful for it. We're grateful for the dark, the darkness in our lives that is just really helping us connect even deeper and deeper with that light within all mm -hmm. of us. So the darker the day looks like, it's because it's about time for dawn, right? It's time to, for yes. the light to show up in our lives and uh, hold on to the moment. Do not despair. Find a friend, find a support group, find an essential oil, find something that helps you stay grounded and get through those moments. You know, I'm thankful for my friendship with Daniela so that I have somebody that can relate to all the craziness that I say and understand the darkness I go through and the issues that sometimes come up in my life. I'm grateful to all of you listening to our uh, sometimes vulnerable topics. You know, we're saying a lot of things that are very personal to us. And I appreciate the space for sharing. And I appreciate each one of you. So enjoy your arts day. Thank you, everybody. Peace profound. Yes. Happy Earth Day. Peace, everyone. <laughs>